0: Welcome to the Party with Lance podcast. Starting the party in three, two, one. Here we go. Hello, and welcome back to the Party with Lance podcast. Thanks for joining. Lance here again. Uh, A couple things. Let's just say, one, this is not coming out on Wednesday, as I had hoped. Once again, uh, behind. Recording this on Friday, January 3rd, and uh, Happy New Year. And it will be coming out uh, tomorrow, Saturday, on January 4th. Um, I've been a little under the weather, as I said in the last episode, still a little sick. So, another excuse. There it is. I want to say, as always, thank you for listening. Thanks for checking it out. I appreciate everybody that has listened. And if you enjoy the podcast, uh, if you want to rate it or review it on iTunes, that is super helpful for podcast stuff. Also, uh, uh, all the social media stuff. Uh, I am at PartyWithLance everywhere. Um, so if you want to be part of that, that would be super cool too. Um, something I learned here recently, uh, you know, I can see the stats of where people are listening, and I'm I'm blown away that people are listening because it's like, It's just me so far. This is episode seven, and it's just me. And it feels like, you know, I can't believe I just can't believe people are listening. So on the stats, I got people from uh, the United States, Canada, Germany, France, the Netherlands, Australia, uh, United Kingdom, Switzerland, and it says some others that I that I guess it says like unknown. So where I don't know why it doesn't pick them up, but um, that's really cool. So shout out to all those people, and I'm sorry if I missed any countries. Uh, I mean that's amazing. I can't even believe that people are, are, you know, that's that's unreal. So I appreciate that support very much. And uh also around the US. A lot of people in the US. It it shows you by states who's uh who's listening. That's it's really cool. So I'm re- really having a nice time checking that out. Uh so we're back in the new year, 2020. We're doing it. Um how was my new year's? What did I do? I um Oh, can you there's a siren outside. I don't know if you guys can hear it. There's a car there's a car going by. My New Year's was good. Uh, my New Year's Eve, I did the two shows at Westside Comedy Club. We had a lot of fun, and then uh, my girlfriend came, and we uh, we hung out there, and then we just went home, and it was great. And it was that was the way to do it. And then uh, New Year's Day, we went to my friend Kyle and Alexa. My friend Kyle, uh, friends Kyle and Alexa. They, we went to a party at uh, in Upstate New York. Um, oh wow, a lot of sirens outside. I don't, I don't to, I don't think the microphone's picking it up, but. A lot of sirens. That's the thing about recording in New York. They're just like, uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so my New Year's Eve was good. West Side Comedy Club. And then um, New Year's Day was a lot of fun, too. Really nice, relaxing. And I hope everybody out there had a good, happy new year. This can be a nice year. It's January 3rd already. Unbelievable that it's going that fast. But I think we're going to have a good year. Um, you know why? Because we're going to decide to have a good year. That's, that's what makes you have a good year. You got to decide you know, things that happen to all of us, good, bad, whatever, but it's like, you decide, I'm going to have a good year, that's it, that's that's what makes it break it, they always say like, you know, attitude is everything, and it, it honestly is, Good things are going to happen that we view as bad, we think they're bad, but like, it's really just like, it's your attitude that really, that makes or breaks all this stuff, so we're going to have a good year, at least in this podcast, we're going to have a good year, so yeah, that's what we're doing. So that, oh, also leading into New Year's Eve, which I thought was funny, uh, I was looking on Facebook and Instagram and all this stuff. It's funny when people, I saw people post things, people were like, uh, you know, oh, 2019 can't end soon enough. Can't wait for this decade to be over. It's like, nothing really changes when the clock gets 12. Like it only changes if you decide to change like your attitude or your, it's just so funny to me. I guess it's like a nice restart. That's good that people want to restart and like that's great, but like, when people, it's like, can't, it can't, it's like, can't end fast enough, it's in six hours, it ends, and then it's like, it's not like your life's gonna magically change, but I guess maybe there's a mental thing to changing, uh, to thinking it's, it's something, but that's just really funny to me. Also, uh, oh, since I was at West Side, people were in Times Square, I know, that's obviously, uh, I heard on the radio that they were like, they were interviewing people in Times Square who'd been there since like 12 noon, that's crazy to me. I mean, that's twelve hours. What's the ball drop at midnight, right? So, twelve hours of standing in the cold. Although it wasn't that cold this year, but still like in the forties. So it's like when you're standing out there, like your blood doesn't your blood doesn't circulate, or you're not moving really. You're just standing. And they, they interviewed people, and they were like, "Yeah, we didn't eat," or they were just saying like people hadn't eaten. Or like drank anything because they're just gonna be standing there. Because I guess the the restroom situation is not good, or maybe even non-existent. I've never done that New Year's thing. I I probably never will, to be honest. That sounds like to I've heard I've heard you got to do it once. From they're like it's awesome because you're with everybody and it's cool when it drops and whatever. But it's like for 12 hours to stand there. Like also I'm not crazy about big crowds like that. Like that's just not it's uncomfortable. Like just standing there for 12 hours and then with all these people, it just that's it's too much for me. Uh, and not really the way I would like to ring it in. I, I'm sure it's fun, and I hope people had fun who went down there. Um, but it's not. That's not the way I really wanna. I really wanna do it. So, that's that. Uh, so I guess my New Year's resolution. Um, although I was just talking about people like saying it's gonna change when the New Year or whatever. But I guess my resolution this year, if there is one, I wanna worry less. I wanna take more chances. Um, You know, I feel like I just worry my life away so so often about things. worry about so much stuff that's, a lot of times, even out of my control. Or not even real. I worry about dumb little stuff, and then I don't worry about the stuff that actually matters. And I think a lot of us do that. And I want, this year, I I just don't want to worry so much. And I'm doing so good. Day three, uh, I've been all right. Although it's been also a pretty lax, you know, because just the holidays, everything's slower everywhere. Things are closed. It's hard to do stuff. So it's like, I guess... Maybe the real the real test is in two weeks, uh, three weeks when like life's you know, or even a couple days, I guess. Like life is going back and people are now moving and now you're in it. You know, it's pretty easy, I guess, when, when and everything's closed and everybody's kind of like everything calmer. So I guess we'll see how it goes when it ramps up. But I want to worry less and I want to take more chances too, just because it's it's a short life and I, I don't know. Oh, I forgot to say this upcoming dates tomorrow because this is gonna come out on Saturday. Uh, I will be in uh, Frederick, Maryland, Sunday, January fifth with Brennan Fitzgibbons and Scott Sharp at the Cellar Door, one of my favorite places. I've, I've, I've mentioned it a few times here on the podcast that we're going to be there. and uh, So that'll be tomorrow, and I'm very pumped about that. And uh, yeah, so check it out if you're down there. And then in New York, I'm going to be in New York I think this month pretty good, which I'm actually very excited about because I've been, tra- I've been traveling so much that I'm very excited to just like be in New York, work on a bunch of projects that I have with some people, and, uh, do shows around New York City, so if you want to check out any shows around New York, again, social media, the best place, um, usually Instagram, Facebook, but at Party with Lance, so that's where that, all that will be if you're in New York. Okay, so also, let's talk about this, this just happened last night, Trump, you know, uh, looks like Trump bombed, we bombed, the U.S. bombed, where's this, Iran, Iraq, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about, um, yeah, everybody's seen it in the news, right, we know what I'm talking about, so, uh, what's crazy? I immediately saw people posting on social media. Everyone's like, "This is World War III. Oh, it's over now. It's like, I think Trump's a jackass. Just, what I want to make that clear. Uh, but I don't know enough about the situation to know what's what. I never even heard of this guy till now that we ended up killing. I guess. Um, but I don't. Even, I'm not in. I don't know what was happening. What's going on? Like the fact that people just took right to social media and were like, "This is World War III, and maybe it is. I hope not. You know, but. To me, it's like I just don't know enough. I don't know if it was a good move or not. I don't know enough about you know a uh, uh, middle east uh, relations. I don't I don't really follow it that much. You know, like I'll see it when they news headlines and stuff, but I don't know what's what. So I don't know. I just kind of reserve. Uh, do I hold judgment? I get. I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if it's maybe it was a great call, maybe it was a bad call. But the fact that people just take right to social media and like this is now world war three. Uh, like I don't know. Maybe it is. I hope not. Also, I saw this. Trump was tweeting that... Uh, I was checking his Twitter today. Like, dude, you know, sometimes I go to his Twitter just to see what ridiculous stuff he's writing about. And he was tweeting that... About, like, impeachment stuff, which was crazy. Like, he... Sh- that's On the other end of this whole thing, like, he shouldn't be doing that. He's tweeting about impeachment. <laughs> it's like, dude, because di- along with what we were just talking about, like, people are scared. Like, people are, like, security's ramped up everywhere. Everyone's like, are we going to be attacked tomorrow? Like... He should be addressing that more than like like America's scared uh, and not only in the U.S., but Americans everywhere and even other countries are scared like, well, this now just caused a problem for all of us. But he's tweeting about the impeachment, which is ridiculous, like like address the address like what we're actually doing, like a little more information about this and like he, impeachment shouldn't even be on his radar if we're about to, if we are about to go to war. Um, or, or the fact that other countries are saying it's a thing, and like, let's address that, like, it's crazy to me that he's tweeting about impeachment, um, you know, address the address the people are worried now, you know, I mean, I, I live in New York City, and I just heard on the radio that New York is like, they were like, it's, or, or maybe I read somewhere, Where did I, did I read it, or is the internet, you know, I don't know, saying like, New York's the number one spot, they're like, that's the target that people want to hit, so it's like, that's scary, you know, um, so Trump should not be tweeting and he should be, uh, addressing like what's happening and, and, and uh, calm people's fears, I guess, if that's, maybe we shouldn't, I don't know, maybe we should be in fear. It's just too much unknown. And, uh, to be honest, as I talked about a minute ago, I'm not going to worry about it because I'm going to try not to worry that, that much this year. And to be honest, what can I do about it? I don't know what to do. So it's like, I'm just going to keep living my life, try and be nice to people best I can, and try not to really worry about it, but I would like, I would like to get more information, I think everybody should get a little more information, so that would be helpful, so that's that, um, have I meditated or gone to the gym? Uh, I was doing pretty good on the gym, but I got sick here, and I just, I took off a few days, because reading, it's probably better to rest, um, because I did try to go to the gym one day, and I just, like, dude, it wrecked me, like, um, just like I felt really rough in the last few days after that. So I'm really just trying to, um, uh, kind of take it easy and rest. So haven't done that. Meditating, I haven't done it at all. I mean, and that doesn't even require anything. It just requires sitting there uh, or laying there, I guess, depending on how you do it. But I didn't meditate either. That's, that's just my own. But you know what? Uh, when you're a little, when you're a little under the weather, it's like hard to do anything. You just feel like, like minor things like give you fatigue because it's like, it, it just takes it out of you. So not a good excuse though. Um. Also, what else do we got here? This, uh, this, I got a few things to talk about on this one. So I was also trying to think about this, like as we get older. Um, why when we get older we like uh to look at like homes and stuff? Like you know when you're a kid and like and like parents want to drive around and look at homes, you're like, well this is horrific. We're just looking at people's houses. And I, I, but now that I'm older, it's like that's awesome to like look at. It, it's fun to look at like people's apartments, their homes, they're like, or even like. Nice cars or lawns or like, and I think it's because when you're when you're young you can't appreciate it because you're just like I want to go play, I want to play Legos, I want to play video games, I want to go outside, I want to do. But when you're older, you realize like what it takes to maintain that. Like even even like a, a a two bedroom house, a small a small two bedroom house, if it's really done well, like there's nice bushes and the lawn is nice and the driveway's clean and like the house looks clean, the roof is clean you re- as you get older you realize like that takes work like it doesn't just happen and when you're young you don't realize that cuz you don't do- you don't when you're 4 you're not doing it you're not cleaning the roof you're just like living and like going about your thing but when you get older and like you do have some stuff like even just like an apartment or a car like Dude, my, the amount things things like you gotta do just to keep it going. Like a car's gotta have like oils change and like new windshield wipers and like you gotta clean the outside and the inside. You gotta fill it with gas. Like other things break on it. You might get in an accident. and Gotta get like something fixed. Like, and that's just the car. So as you get older, you like those things because you you see that when you see like a nice car, doesn't have to be a fancy car, but it's like clean and it's well kept. Like man, that takes you know what that takes. Even when you like ride with a friend in a car and it's clean, you like, because we, we've all, I shouldn't say we all, but I have, and probably most of that, gotten in a car of a friend or someone, you're like, dude, this is a mess in here, what are you doing? And so now you appreciate it as you, when you're a little older, like, getting, like, you understand what it takes to make the car nice, basically. When you're young, you don't. So that's why, like, adults love to look at, like, houses. You ever just drive around and look at, like, front porches and, like, and, like, oh, a nice mailbox and, like, little flowers up there. When you're a kid that you don't understand, like, those flowers are only there because someone's put them in there, and someone is watering them, and maybe cutting parts of them off, and like making them nice, like for that. And that's just the flower section. And then there's like the is the is the railing on the front porch or whatever like clean and nice and not dirty. Like all that takes effort. So that's why as you get older, we start appreciating. Like that's why older people want to look at houses and cars and lawns and all that stuff. And when you're young, that's real boring. So that's that. Um, I want to highlight a couple places outside of New York that I really like. Um, I'm trying. That's something I want to do is trying, kind of trying to maybe get some information about some places that I like. So I live in New York City, and uh, if you visit New York or travel, most people when you think about New York, you just think about like you know Midtown Manhattan with the buildings. And there's so much to New York. There's 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 bur- there all the boroughs. There's five boroughs. There's uh, stuff. I, I'm I'm going to talk about stuff that's just like, ah. Uh, Place, people don't realize i'm going to talk about the hudson valley a little bit like so if you're not familiar with new york city or like just just north of here like i don't know maybe it's 25 minutes 30 minutes in a car maybe even shorter basically it's like i think actually just across the george washington bridge i think like somewhere near there but like it's the hudson valley new york where the hudson river is and it's amazing i can't even i can't stress enough how cool it is really any town in the hudson valley is cool but i'll just highlight a couple things here um uh, I really like Woodstock, New York, which is uh, I don't know what is it two hours north of New York or so, hour and a half. I don't I forget. Um, also depends on traffic, right? The thing about New York, it's like some could take you forty minutes, ends up taking two and a half, just if you go at the wrong time or there's accidents or weather or whatnot. But Woodstock, New York, incredible. Um, it's such a cool place. I think well, let's just say an hour and forty minutes in a car. I don't know, or there's a bus that goes there. Uh, you can also probably take a train up somewhat, and then a bus or rent a car or whatever, right? Like just a just like a day trip getaway. It's amazing. I cannot stress enough. But here's also a fact about Woodstock, New York—not where Woodstock happened. Uh, it act Woodstock happened in Bethel, New York, which I believe is what is it forty miles to the west or so. They, and they there's a concert venue there now called Bethel Woods um, which is a cool, which is a cool, uh, I, I went there to a, a train concert once, I went to it alone, because nobody would go with me, but, uh, I drove all the way out there to go to a, uh, this is years ago, um, and, uh, how did I even get out there? I think I borrowed a car, or I rented a car, maybe I rented a car for something else, and it just, like, the time made sense, so, like, I had it for an extra day, I don't even know how it worked out, but, I got to Bethel Woods, and it was awesome. But that's but that's where Woodstock actually happened, and it's worth a trip to if you if you've never been there. Um, but Woodstock's great. Also near Woodstock, there's a town called Phoenicia, 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 um, and it's a uh, it's near Woodstock, maybe 20 minutes or so west into the into the Catskill Mountains. Catskills, Catskill, Catskills. I don't know what Catskill Mountains, Catskills, Catskills with an S, I think. So. Um, that's also if you if you go drive to Phoenicia, Phoenicia um, from New York City, dude, you will feel like you just went to Utah or something. It's literally like a mountain town. It's like there's not even it's literally like one street basically, but it's like I guess a long street you'd say. It's like but there's like a couple shops, couple things, but it's like it's you will feel like you were literally like out west or something. It's I highly highly recommend it. And then also there's a cool waterfall near there. There's I think there's a few waterfalls, but like one of the big ones is uh, Catterskills Falls. So you can drive right there, and you can go to the top or the bottom of the waterfall and check that out, too. So um, I just want to say the Hudson Valley, and there, there's a million, million cities in the Hudson Valley that are worth checking out. There's Cold Spring is amazing. Um, you know, Newburgh is cool. Kingston, uh, Hudson itself. Uh, and a town, and there's a Catskill itself, the town. Um, um, like West Point is up that way. Poughkeepsie is cool. Um, so, anyway, Hudson Valley, I cannot recommend it enough as a place to, as a place to check out. So, that is that. Oh, speaking of travel, I want to talk about some, uh, places I would like to go, uh, I guess on my list, and I I haven't really thought about, I guess in the last six months I've been thinking about, like, where I want to travel to, and I want to go to places that are vastly different than the U.S. When I was in high school, I went on, uh, like a high school trip with some people, you know, you take a uh, teacher, t- uh, a teacher to like take some kids. We went to Europe, which is amazing that we got to go. But we went to like England, Italy's, uh, Switzerland, and uh, France. Yeah, Paris. So it's like a you know week and a half or so or whatever, and you just bounce around like exhausted, checking out all the stuff, like seeing as much as you can, like with a tour guide. Right. I was very fortunate to get to go on that trip, um, but but. But I feel like it was, uh, like, England, I felt, was, like, like the U.S. You know, there's other places that were cool, too. But, like, uh, on my list, I haven't done a lot of international travel, a little bit of Canada and just there, basically. Um, I'd like to do more, and I've decided I really want to go to places that are vastly different than the U.S., um, which is, in, like, New York is already vastly different than the a lot of the U.S. New York operates on its own schedule. which is not, like, you can't compare it to anywhere else in the U.S. There's nothing like it. San Francisco might be the closest. Some people might say Chicago- there's not—maybe Seattle parts of it. I don't know. There's nothing—maybe Boston parts of it. But New York is its own—it's like being in a foreign country. It operates literally on its own set of rules on pretty much everything. So places I want to go that are vastly different than the U.S., though, because a lot of U.S. is like kind of homogenous, right? Like, you know, Walmarts and, you know, strip malls with Nike outlets and, you know, stuff like that. I want to go, the places on my list I want to go, I want to go to India, I'm not quite sure where, I'd have to do more research, maybe Mumbai, um, um, then I also like to go to China and Japan, and then Mexico City, I feel like I feel like all those places might be vastly different than my experience, um, I liked all the places we went when I was in high school, but, but what I'm saying is, now I'd like to go to places that are just vastly different than my personal experience, right, like... Like being from Georgia, where I grew up it, it, this the state, uh like anybody thought it was the country, right um it, it doesn't it's not that exciting for me to go to South Carolina, right, or like Tennessee, yes, it is, and all those states have cool stuff, but it's like I want to go to i mean I, I don't even know what Mexico City would be like, you know I've just seen photos and it looks crazy like i I just want to go to places that are so different than my my experience, and I think that is very you know I think it's good it it builds you you learn you learn when you travel like that like. You know, I I went to college, um, well, I did one year in Athens, Georgia, so, and that was different because it was, like, in the mountains of Georgia, but it still was Georgia, right? And then I did three years in D.C., and that was much different for me, that was, like, an eye-opener, just being in a different, a different I didn't grow up in a city, uh, being in, like, an international city, being around all kinds of people, and then I moved to New York, so it's, like, and that was, that was another one, right, like, just so different, and, and a very eye-opening and learning so i want to go to places like i don't have much interest in going to like i i want to go everywhere i mean you just you can't get to everywhere but i want to go to places vastly different than my own experience just to because i feel like that really is like there's so much to learn and, and there's just so many people in the world living i can't believe how many people just live in different lives than than i am you know like oh it's bringing me maybe to another point um Uh, something I think about all the time, which, like, sometimes you watch stand-up acts, and somebody will say a line or two that just, like, hits you and you think about it. Sherrod Small has a line that he tells the crowd, um, he goes, life is not your life, crowd, which, like, that hit me, I just keep thinking about that, like, life is not your life, and he'll say, like, maybe a couple times in, in a, in a set, uh, life is not your life, crowd, like, that's crazy. Cause we always think that like what I'm doing, like what I'm doing is so important. And, and this is whatever it's like, not everybody has your life. Not everybody has your experience. Not everybody has your brain. Not everybody has, uh, what it, it's nuts. So I, I think about all the time, life is not your life. It's like, cause we think our life is what is whatever, and it does matter, but it's like, there's so much to life. So I want to travel to these places where life is vastly different than what I'm doing. You know, like you see these things like you know maybe in these countries where people are on mopeds like around a roundabout and you're like oh my god I can't believe people are like how's it even operating like there's like there's like camels or like cows in the road and you're like going around mopeds like crazy and car it's like dude that I I don't know that doesn't really exist in New York so much you know or or or, or um too much of the U S that I can think of I haven't been everywhere but I'm um, you know so I want to go places like that I want to see like I've never seen rainforest I like to see that and there's people who, like live in the rainforest and like do things right they collect like different things and plant different kind of uh agricultural things and i don't know just so much life to see and i want to go to places that are i want to see new things that are that are different from what i am a little bit also on the internet it seems like there's a lot of uh parkour videos um great segue you might say yes um my thoughts on parkour you know uh, I don't know. It's kind of cool, you know, uh, but it also seems really dangerous. These people just jump between buildings, like one wrong move and it's over. So parkour, I used to have these cool sho- shoes growing up called soap shoes. I don't know if people didn't know this. There used to be this company called soap shoe. Uh, maybe it was soap com. even. I don't think it's around anymore, but it was basically like, uh, they were basically like tennis shoes or like skateboard shoes. And the bottom of them had plastic like in the middle. So you could jump up and grind stuff. Um, and I actually thought they were amazing, so, um, you could just run around, like, you know, like a skateboard grinds, like a rollerblade grinds, you could just run and then jump up on a rail, and then, because the middle of the shoe was, pl- like, this, like, a curved plastic, they would, like, kind of hook into the rail, like, or, or, not hook into, but, you know, or, let I me, mean, it was curved, so, it was, like, on a curved thing, like, you could do it on the side of curb, on the side of benches, on, like, handrails, like, uh, you know, going downstairs or whatever, and it was actually very cool, the only thing with it, though, because the front of the shoe, we're talking about the sole. The front of the sole and the back of the sole uh, were rubber because it's how you walked, right? So the middle was crazy. Like you would basically run, run, and then jump. And if you didn't get it just right, you would hit the rubber, and then you would stick, and then you would face plant. Um, but they were pretty fun, uh, and I, I thought that was a cool. I get that was, a I mean, that was a fad if there ever was one. I mean, most people, a lot of people don't even know about those. Uh, but if you were like in the skateboard community or rollback community, like you, you, you might, I mean, that's how I knew about it, right? I used to skateboard a bunch growing up. Um, also then even those, uh, you know, what those shoes too, it takes us to uh Heely's, you know, those Heely shoes is when you, you see kids like run and then like put their heel down and they like rollers rollerblade off or, uh, I guess like cruise off because it's like a tiny wheel in the back of their shoe or whatever. Maybe two, uh, two wheels. I don't really know. Um, I like those too. I endorse any of that stuff. Okay. One, It's ridiculous. Um, and it's just awesome. It's just fun. It's just stupid. You could be at the mall and just run and then, like, glide for, like, 20 feet. Like, I, I think it's very cool. So I'm going to endorse. So parkour, I guess I'm going to i I'm gonna endorse parkour just for the creativity. It is dangerous, and I don't know if maybe it's annoying to, like, you're jumping over people. I, mean, I don't like that when people are affecting other people who are, like, eating on a bench and you're like, jumping over them without them wanting it or knowing. I don't like that. But I guess parkour, in general, the, the creativity of it, I'm going to say is a win I'm gonna put it up there with soap shoes and Heelys, um, so that's that. Okay, which brings us to I guess maybe uh, maybe the last thing I'll talk about this this uh, this episode. Uh, I want to say that um, um, I-, I think we all should gain more confidence. You know, like sometimes people there's a lot of people who will give you advice, and that's great and fine. When people give you advice, like, no one really knows anything about anything, really. People just know what, like, might have worked for them, and that might have just only worked for them because are like, a weird circumstance or something. Like, only take advice from somebody if they're coming from a good place. If someone's like, this is what you got to do, and you got to do it in this. Nah, I don't, I, like, I don't know. I, 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 forget them. Forget that person. because Because it's... It's if it's coming from a good place, you can still even disagree with it. Well, I don't really think that's that's right. But like, if you feel like someone's genuinely trying to give you genuinely trying to give you advice from a good place, then that's good. But anyone, someone's like demanding you gotta do it this way or that way. It's like, they'll oh, fuck that person. You know what I mean? Like they don't know what they're talking about. There's to anything in life. There's a million takes on it. A million ways to approach something. A million, and we're all coming from a different place. Uh, uh, how we, if you look, you know, uh, say like a ball, just like a a, a red ball, like. What to do with this? Some people are going to pick it up and throw it. Some people are going to try and pop it if it's poppable. Some people are going to bounce it. Some people are going to roll it. Some people are going to, like, hide it under their shirt. I don't know. There's a million ways to approach anything in life, whatever situation. And the thing is, there's many facets to anything. Just because, like, someone's like, you got to do this, it's like, uh, there, nothing's cut and dry. There's a million angles to everything in life. Like, Every if you got a situation, let's say like you're at 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 work and you're like, I get a situation with my boss. Someone's like, well, just do this. You gotta do. It's like, dude, it's not that easy because there's like other people involved. And and if I do that, that'll lead to that. And there's like, and the boss actually is this kind of person that takes offense to this or that. Or, Or it's like, so anyone who gives advice, let's just say this. Anyone who gives advice, if they're coming from like, you gotta do it this way and it has to be. It's like you can tell it's like kind of an ego thing. It's like, dude, they don't fucking know. Nobody really knows about anything because you just do the best with the, and it's gonna be all be different. So only take advice. I think we also gain a little more confidence, like gain confidence in ourselves of like ah fuck that person. They don't know. So only take advice from people if you feel like they're actually coming from a place of helpfulness, uh, uh, of genuine being kind. So that's all I'll say on that. Um, this podcast this week little all over the place. I so do apologize um hoping to get a little bit back on track soon and uh i guess that's good i appreciate everybody listening once again also if you want to rate or review it on itunes as always that's helpful and at party with lance and all the social media stuff and uh come on to a live show uh i've actually had a few people come out recently and that was super cool Man, that was really cool it's really cool that a couple people have come uh to the shows from from this so that's really neat so That's it, everybody. Happy New Year, and let's have a kick-ass year. I think it's going to be a kick-ass year because I'm going to decide. So if you want to be part of it, that's what's happening here. We're going to have a kick-ass year. All right. See you guys next week.